You're listening to the Imagine Capture Create podcast. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Imagine Capture Create podcast, a podcast that talks about the creative process. I am Brian Suman, and I'm joined today with Benson Cope. What's up, Benson? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, this is this is a cool uh, cool episode um, today. I'm very excited to uh, you know be in the same room. Who would have Who would have thunk that uh, Who would have thunk it right that Benson Cope and Brian Suman would be sitting in 2019 in a room doing a podcast because you're a guitar player, and we'll touch on that. Um, I play guitar, been a guitar player, awesome. um, you know, so music is a, a definite tie between the two of us, but to think that we're not even, do, we're doing something that doesn't necessarily include us playing right at the moment is is, is kind of cool, you know, you would have never thought we'd be here, so, um, but life is, uh, life is full of uh, surprises, and the journey we take has um, brought us back together after many years, so sure, uh, to welcome, say, uh, Benson. So, yeah. Thank you. I wanted to say thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, to do this, to do this with you, I would have never thought in a million years I'd be doing something like this. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So, uh, anything? Uh, what's been going on this week for you? Anything creatively? Any uh, new riffs coming up? Yeah, with? there's new riffs. I think every morning, my uh, typical routine before work is to get up uh, early, spend some quiet time. Yeah, probably reading. Um, listening to some music, and then eventually I'll grab the guitar. And if a certain thing hits me, a certain riff or whatever, right. try and uh, capture that, and then later on after work, uh, come home and see what I can do. Sure. Recording it, maybe. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, yeah we'll kind of touch sense. on it. I think you're wanting to take that into a blog, a daily blog, right? Right. Some of that activity. Yeah, yeah. so new, new waters to venture into. So history, yeah, you're a nice history. Um, you and I both graduated from Lemon Monroe High School. Uh, I barely did. <laughs> but we got out. We I got, got out. out. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> we got out. I graduated in 85. When did you graduate? I graduated in 1984. 1984. I thought, yes, I thought you were a year older than me. Yeah. Um, our common tie at the time, um, obviously, was music. But how, how we kind of met was through a mutual friend, uh, Ronnie Thomas. Ronnie Thomas. Uh, Ronnie Thomas down there in Nashville. I hope he checks this out. Shout oh, yeah. out to Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Yep. So, um, you know, we were uh, talent shows together. You remember those talent shows? Just like they were yesterday. Me too. Me too. And I really? used to have some VHS video yeah. of it somewhere in storage. And that was back when... Ronnie was on drums. Yeah. I played guitar, and Randy Trimble, right? And um, I forget the the guy's name on bass, but we did Green Monolishi and was Iron it Man. Todd Davis? On Todd this? Davis on bass, yeah. Um, and then uh, we did YYZ by Rush. Um, wow, one year. So I've got that on video somewhere. But if I ever find That'd it, I'll awesome. share it. Yeah. But those, I, I tell you, out of all the places I've played through life, those memories just stand out. Really, so there's something cool about being in school and I can, school allowing us to do that. I can tell you what what kind of changed me. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up uh, as a small a small child, um, I played sports. I started guitar playing guitar. I think when I was nine, um, but I also played football and baseball. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I also played football and baseball, and um, Smith Park Pee Wee. 
and uh, did that clear until ninth grade. Ninth grade uh, is when everybody went to freshman high school yes. for our year. I think we were the last school to do that. You were, because I was the last, first uh, freshman class in the high school. Last graduating class or whatever you yeah. want to call that. Anyhow, uh, who, let's see. I didn't know what I was going to do because I was too small to play football. That year, playing football was just uh, dreadful. Yeah, I was so... Small. I was physically not so beat up. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't even start. So we'd go to practice, and I would run, 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 run. Saturdays, I sat the bench. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and quite honestly, I didn't want to play because it just I didn't want to get hit. So I didn't. On the inside, though, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I think uh, another mutual friend had heard that I played guitar, and uh, I knew him through uh, football, and that's Brian Fultz. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he said, hey, we have this band. I heard you play guitar, and we're looking for a guitar player. Would you like to play? I was like, sure. So long story short, at the end of that year, there was a talent show. And I got to play for the first time on the stage in front of people. And I knew at that moment, as small as that was, it's still crystal clear in my head, this is what I want to do. This is it. This is what I get to do now. I don't have to worry about what I want to do. I know. Right. It's like, man, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah, that's awesome. And then I seen Journey in concert in 81, my very first concert, and just totally blown away. Right. I've been a Neil Sean fan ever since. Yeah. And I remember that hearing you play, and even, even your look. Right, you remember back then. Back sure. then, you had the hair, the curls. Yeah, you know, you uh, you had the Neil Shad look going on, um, and I remember that vividly. Oh yeah, that was cool. Uh, I remember hearing you for the first time playing. I was just kind of like, you know, where did this cat come from? You know, um, and at the time, you know, I had I, I started playing guitar at fourteen, so I was still kind of even you know high school. It's only been a couple years. Okay, so um, I didn't have much under my belt as far as playing but I still kind of stepped out there and did the best I could and yeah. uh, so I was looking up to to you you know always looked up wow, to you even you though you didn't me. you know didn't even though you that. were probably not even aware of it no um, just having fun as yeah. a kid we also played with Gary McGuire oh my goodness yeah you know shout out what to a Gary great player absolutely great guy Yep. So, yeah. um, you know, wow, that was some cool stuff there. Yeah. And there was one other person I thought of this morning. His name was Sean. Sean Allen. Sean Allen was Eddie Van Halen. Man, he was Eddie Van Halen, like Neil Sean to me. Yeah, absolutely. This was Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. And uh, I used to sit and just listen to him play. It was it was kind of cool. But uh, yeah, oh Sean. So that's how that's how we you know that's how our paths crossed um, back in yeah. high school. And uh, we graduated, and, you know, um, I'll let you reel back to your, you know, kind of what happened to you between, you know, in your past and what happened after high school musically. Um, okay. And, uh, but how we reconnected was back in 2011, I believe was it? it was. I think it was when Foundation yeah. Church when planted. Started? I believe it was 2011. Uh, time goes fast. And I believe you connected with me through Facebook, sent me a message, mm-hmm. and... Uh, seen how I had been playing and asked if uh, I was interested in joining mm-hmm. uh, your worship team. You were going to be the worship leader for Foundation Community Church, was going to be a brand new church plant. Mm-hmm. And uh, you 
know, out of yeah. the blue, you know, Benson Cope messages me in 2011, and that's how we reconnected. Yeah, kind of how that happened. Um, I was thinking about trying to do something uh, musically, um, and I'm think I was thinking of doing something live, like having uh, at this point in my life having a Christian band mm-hmm. and kind of like a Christian rock type band. That's what I was thinking about. So I contacted uh, Scott, Scott Fussnecker. Yeah. And um, what's funny on that phone call, because he said, uh, uh, wow, I've been wanting to talk to you. Uh, and I told him what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then he told me, wow, that's really you know, interesting because uh, I'm wanting to start a church. Yeah. And I'd like for you to do the music and right away I felt so unqualified yeah. because I, I feel like I don't sing I don't sing you know very well and right. I think you gotta have that to do uh, I think what he was wanting so right away I wanted to to do that and to serve uh, in that capacity but I thought I need a lot of help mm-hmm. but you know I know a lot, a lot of good players and this and that and and just through prayer and through things, I think uh, God was showing me. I reached out. Sure. And you got a very unique style. Right. I think you do on the mm-hmm. acoustic. Yeah. It's very um, the way you play your inversions. Right. Of chords and stuff is very unique. I yeah. think it's refreshing. I think sure. it's very cool. Yeah. Appreciate that. And it's total total opposite of what I do. Right, yeah. I'm more standard type stuff, I think. Mm -hmm. Straight ahead or whatever, and you think totally different, which I thought would mesh well together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I I did too. I did too. So, so, um, so that's how we kind of, you know, came together there. And, um, but between high school and there, Mm. you know, what's some of the highlights that, where did music take you? Um, well, it, I had the opportunity um, through uh, some classical lessons uh, at the end of high school uh, to go into the conservatory to get an audition. I had an audition, um, which I never did take, and that left some regret later on. Sure. I wanted to be a rock star. I went after it. With all I had, I was in a band... um, Straight up, yeah. Uh, we did a record. It was on the album project. Uh, got to play the fireworks, which is probably the biggest live show that I've been able to play. Right. We got to warm up for um, Quiet Riot. We got to warm up for Jackals, some old '80s bands. Got to meet them, and the journey was taking me on a road that I wasn't really too sure about, though. Um, so, um, from there, quite honestly, I had stopped playing. After that stint, I had stopped playing guitar for a while. Okay. And that was probably late 80s, early 90s, maybe, something like that. And wasn't sure really what to do. Yeah. Uh, after, after music, I wasn't sure about music. I know the grunge scene kind of come on. Yeah. Yeah, 
which at that time I wasn't a big fan of. I'm an old lady shredder type sure. fan, yeah. anyways. Um, anyways, um, so yeah, I kind of set set it back and just had I had a job and a family and and um, gave my life to Christ. I can't Amen. help but say it. Yeah. Uh, found a new way to serve and a new meaning to music and a whole new purpose for my life. Uh, so now, actually, music means more than ever. Yes. Um, so what I want to do now, uh, through the bumps and bruises and all that of life, I want to be able to help people with my music. I had felt at a young age that music has the power to make people feel a certain way. Right, yes. Um, and I knew that uh, I had that somewhere down inside. Um, you being a guitar player, I'm sure you know mm -hmm. how you can phrase things. It's almost like talking, communication. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a form of communication. And how you can spread a good vibe, I think, you know. And that's kind of what I'm looking to do, quite right. honestly. Sure. Yeah. I know. I saw you at uh, with In Straight Up. And yeah. I can't remember when. I, I think I was home when I went in the Air Force. I think I was back home. Still, um, my parents still lived in Monroe. And um, we came out, met Ronnie. And uh, we it was that bar right there just in Middletown. Had the water wheel. Brandy's. Brandy's. <laughs> so uh, you probably didn't even know it, but Ronnie and I came out um, that one what? night and saw you playing in Straight Up. It was you didn't cool. say hey? Yeah. Uh, but I forget what went on that <laughs> night. And, and, uh, I probably why, do too. Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's way back. We didn't know what went on at the end of the night. But uh, yeah. yeah, that was cool to see you then. And, um, and you know, I think you know, as we get older and wiser, right? And Christ will also, you know, the, the Spirit will also change us. But... Um, a lot of times when we're when we're younger, it, it is about us, right? It's, right. You know, and in sometimes we just lose steam on that because. Well, uh, yeah, I think I, I hit a wall after we did the album. Okay. We were able to do an album, and of course it's all original. Mm -hmm. And man, I just thought it really made me second guess my ability to write songs. It's one thing to be a really good cover band right. and to do other people's stuff uh, really well. It's a whole different ballgame to write yeah. stuff. And it takes a whole lot of, I guess, confidence in uh, who you are. And I think as you know, we were talking about it earlier, sometimes we're so influenced we, we can lose sight of who we are. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. I taught for many years. That's another thing that I did. Uh, didn't play out necessarily live, but still was in the loop through teaching. I've always enjoyed teaching and being able to share, you know, the gift of music and the joy that music can bring. Mm -hmm. But I always wanted to teach my students to be yourself, even though I had a hard time with that myself. Right. But to, for them to be themselves is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Sometimes the teacher's trying to teach himself or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And you in know? the creative process, you and I talked about this, it's 
it's sometimes very challenging for us as individuals to find what we want to call ourselves or our style. Yeah. Because there's so many others doing the same thing. Not, not necessarily the same, but you know what I'm saying. There's many, 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 many guitar players. And we need all those influences to kind of take pieces of and create mm-hmm. our sound. Right. And I think, you know, I quit playing guitar early on. You know, I played in a couple of bands. We really didn't do anything. It was more stuff that I got involved with people writing original music. Mm-hmm. But it never went anywhere. Uh, we didn't even play any places. Um, and then then life got, life took over. And mm-hmm. I changed my priorities. And I set the guitar right. down. And I picked it up, you know, off and on for, you know, 15, 20 years. And, but every time I picked it up, I just felt like, what is, what's my sound? What's my style? I feel like I'm just emulating everybody I'm listening to. You know, how do you, mm. how do I get past that? And it really was until I picked the acoustic up. Oh, yeah. And I didn't pick it up with any purpose other than I wanted to get involved in worship. I wanted to get involved in a Christian band, kind of similar to to you. Um, But I didn't feel it was electric. I just didn't feel like I had what it took to to do any lead work or come up with any good melody. So I picked up the acoustic, and truly I just picked it up and started kind of just you know playing chords and just strumming and singing uh, again um, don't feel like I have a very good voice very well-trained voice but enough to where I can you know uh, stick myself out in front right. of people you know, you know don't you think playing acoustic makes you think totally different right out of the gate it does it does because you have nothing to hide behind right typically there's no fuzz distortion no delay right all that stuff that kind of yeah uh, hide behind or uh, makes it um, easier to get past mistakes as you're playing. Right. Yeah. With acoustic, it's just you're out, you're you know, out yeah. right out front. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the finger picking thing, I didn't set out to do any of that. And, you know, so, but it quickly became that. And it wasn't until that time I felt like I had my own style. I felt like I had my own voice with a guitar. Yeah. Even I didn't have the experience, but that didn't matter. It was more like when I picked it up and played, I felt like I was playing what was on my heart and and the sound was was me. And it was just it was a pivotal time for me musically. Mm. And I think I'm at that place even photography now. I'm starting to hit that place where, you mm. know, you finally go I think this is my direction. I think this is me. Um, mm. And uh, but anyway, I, I'm yeah. gonna sidetrack there a little bit. But That's it's okay. It's all about you know finding, like you said, finding you in your art. Right. You I th- I think I tend to play a lot on emotion, how I'm feeling at the present moment. So maybe that's why some stuff is just kind of all over, especially between styles. I know right. we talked about like branding. And yes. stuff like that. That's tough for me to do because I think what causes me to play is emotion. And music has got me through the darkest times of my life. Mm-hmm. That sure. with obviously with, you know, with Christ. But um, having that gift and being able to process certain things 
through playing guitar. You know, it helps me think. When I'm playing, I think totally different. It helps me to relax. Yeah, sure. Because you can't play when you're tense. But yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So, so, um, so who's your uh, current influences? Give me a couple. Oh, my current influences. I heard an interesting uh, response to that was me in five years. <laughs> anyways, uh, my current influences. Actually, you're an influence. Oh, I am. Of what you're doing, that influences that. me to uh, push beyond just being the star of my own living room, right. and to sh- start sharing stuff. Um, uh, on a playing level, gosh, it goes all over. I still like Neil Sean a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but with the advent of technology, uh, you just see, you know, you see some 10-year-old playing Eruption, and it's like, wow. I remember when that song first came out, yes. and we were just mesmerized, and here's this 10-year-old kid, right. kid that's playing it. And there's so many, like you said, so many great guitar players. Um I really can't think who who have I been listening to lately? Probably Dream Theater. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I like listening to Dream Theater without the vocals. Yes. That sounds maybe kind of weird, but um, just the music part of it. Absolutely. I've always loved instrumental music. Um, as a kid, I can remember being fascinated by my uh, parents' um music boxes and I could see how the mechanically it was working and then I could uh, obviously hear just the melody and and stuff like that and that just fascinated me I think I've always liked enjoyed instrumental music hmm. um, some of my favorite stuff is all instrumental um, Satriani Vi, even Neil Sean's instrumental Stuff to Doyle Dykes. Okay, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, just all kind of all over the gamut. Anything that I find passion, somebody that's sharing, it's an actual passion for them, right. I think, is very cool. Yeah, yeah. That's very, it's a very important component. Yeah. You know, to find that, what we're passionate about, and then communicate that and share that. And, and, um, you know, try to give others what they need to, to get them to the next level. Um, yeah. So, and you're playing, you are playing out right now. You are, you're uh, with the uh, Foundation Community Church. Yes, sir. And the worship team there. Yes, sir. Yeah, so. I awesome. love it. Yeah. I love it. Great bunch of guys. Absolutely. Great Very church. talented. Yes. Great bunch of, you know, I love the fellowship that I have there. Yeah. It really does feel like family, and some of it is family, but it really, you know, it just feels like family to me. Yeah, yeah, that's great. The that's fellowship great. is awesome. I think, um, you know, that's a, probably the most important, one of the most important parts about uh, church, and that's why, you know, kind of I want to do this website and stuff like that is to connect with people. Right. I have yeah, a, so. a passion to do that and a fear at the same time. Mm-hmm. So usually at the end of the podcast, we'll do shout outs. So um, BensonCope.com is coming soon, right? 
Yes, it is. It's in the works. It's in the in the process. Everything has a process, and yeah. it's in the process. Yeah. So through your website, again, you said you want to connect. Mm-hmm. You said earlier you want to. You know, you've been a teacher. Yeah. And so you love to teach. You love to help people. So on your website, what's what's kind of the content going to be about? Um, the content's going to be about just a few things. Um, my music, and yeah. then I'm going to have a blog. The blog will have a probably a combination of things concerning music and things really concerning life. Right. Um, so my identity for many, many years was actually solely in music. Without music, I didn't know who I was, mm-hmm. didn't know what I was. And that's, you know, still something that I, I think about or struggle with or whatever at times. But I'm greater than music, so... Right. Um, I want to share my life experiences about uh, uh, where, you know, I, my job, duties, uh, just life. Sure. You know? Yeah, that's cool. Just life. I want to be able to connect with people. Growing up, we didn't have YouTube. Uh, I can remember when we had MTV... And if I was real lucky, yes. I would see somebody that I was a fan of. And if I was super lucky, I would see them behind the scenes. And I always found that fascinating, yes. trying to find out who they were as a person. Right. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. That's really cool. I think that's one thing that probably in the last year and a half, and I've talked about on other podcasts, I've told many people, is it kind of resonated with me why I like certain people that influenced me more than others and it and it never really came back to they were any more talented than the other others that I was watching it was those that shared more about who they were mm-hmm. the good and the bad and and the behind the scenes yeah know? and and you see that in today's world with YouTube taking off and the popularity and Instagram stories and people just you know documenting and sharing more about who they are versus that static or that track that you listen to that's awesome but you really don't know who the band members are right. and how they're wired and what makes them tick. And so I think it's really cool that, you know, you're doing the same thing. And, and I think that's, you know, some marketing people would probably say, you know, don't, don't mix and match on, you know, how you present yourself. And, but, but in the end, it's your personal brand. That's who you are. You're a musician, right. you're a dad, you're a family right. man, you're a godly man. You know, there's a lot of you that's cool and very important things that, um, that I think is neat that you want to share that and hope in hopes to encourage and inspire other people. Right. Because music is just a, a component of who I am. Yeah. You know, I believe it is a gift, but at the same time, it's just one of many. And, um, I want to be able to share that. I think connecting with people this day and age is totally different than I think how we grew up without technology. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, in my, if I could talk about it for a moment, in my line of work, um, I get to talk to a, a lot of young people and I find it fascinating. And I'm always asking them, you know, what they think about communication and how they communicate. And yeah. it's usually just through texting. They don't talk a lot of face to face, it seems. Right. And, you know, I think there's a missing component. Yes. That's just my personal opinion, you know. And in and in teaching, 
my last teaching job, I was a full-time teacher at the School of Rock. And um, it was all, almost all kids, young kids, some really, really great players. But what I noticed was the instant gratification of YouTube and learning how to play a song does nothing for training your ear. Right. When I used to listen and have to learn by ear, my ear was trained to hear uh, and pick out what was being played mm-hmm. um, because I simply listened to music so much. Just listen to it. I didn't watch it, but I would listen to it and imagine, how's, where's his fingers at right now? How's he playing this? Right. What, what strings is this? And it really developed, I think it helped develop an imagination for music as well. Sure. Um, yeah. Imagine something capture it and you create it yeah absolutely right yeah absolutely there he is um, bam so my imagination I was able to use that I didn't have YouTube to go to now sometimes I do use that if I need to learn a song real quick sure absolutely because <laughs> yes. it's so easy to do yeah. and if I would have had that as a kid I would have probably been the same way but quite honestly I'm glad I didn't because uh, it did learn I learned to train my ear yeah yeah. all we had was WEBN or or the the next um, vinyl record that would come out, you know, and you, know. you take you take the rubber bands and you put yes. that on the on your on your stereo to slow it down so you can try and get what Randy Rhodes is playing or right. you know, Sean's playing. You got to slow it down. Yeah, that's awesome. over and over and over. Yes. Yeah, the old rubber band trick. Me and Dave Buchanan used oh, to yeah. do that. I used to wear out some cassette track players. <laughs> just stop, rewind. Right, you and then you'd rewind. rewind too far. You know and it. You know, you play it over and over and over. That's that's cool. I mean, that's that's kind of that's working it to try to to figure it out, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, uh, but you're you're to your point. That is that is very true. I think that was my downside early on in playing was, you know, I got hung up in just trying to learn instead of playing by ear. You know, just you know, basically, you know, rewind, play, rewind, play until I got that lick down. Yeah. But that didn't teach me how to play you know, by ear, that didn't teach me really how to play by feel, you know, um, and I, so I think like I said, until later in life, you know, maybe I just got older, yeah. a little bit smarter, um, that kind of clicked, clicked for me, so that's, yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah, I think I was lucky in the sense that uh, um, being an only child, I had a lot of time to myself, Yes, and uh, I would just sit and play, and I've Back then, I didn't know it, but I was playing t- totally by feeling, just how I felt in that moment. I could play the same three chords um, different ways, yeah. different little slight differences in phrasing and make it feel different. Sure. I just found that to be so fascinating. And I've always kind of tried to capture that, or that's what's always motivated me to play. And I, I believe... Uh, that's what really excited me the first time I seen Neil Sean play. Yeah. I think that's what he does. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's just off the cuff. You know, there's not a lot of stuff on YouTube. Uh, I'll try and search him out. But uh, I know <clears throat> it seems to be a lot of the stuff that he does is totally off the cuff. When I see interviews... You know, I have to trust, I guess, what I'm seeing. But right. like that lick and don't stop believing that 
it was just off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just, you know, he just wanted to write a little piece of music sort of by itself. But uh, always playing just what he felt, you know. Sure. Not trying to be super technical. And I've always loved the blues. Yeah. And I think that's what the blues is. Yes. You know, just off the cuff. And the really great ones can do it off the cuff like that and capture that emotion and then do it again live. Right. And it's almost the same thing. Yes. Yeah. You know. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan. That was a, that was a player that um, wow. actually, if you couldn't mm. feel it, see what he put into playing when you saw him play, oh. you know, he was one. I think he was one of those that just encapsulated all of that. Yeah. You know. I mean, and you know, he was one of the players I'd heard somebody say, and I thought that's a really good way to put it. He never got lost yeah. on the guitar. I mean, and so much of it was just raw emotion, but he was—he never fumbled around or got lost. He was, no. man, it just poured out of him. Yeah, he knew what he wanted to say with the strings. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool stuff. But, well, hey, man, um, man, we could talk, and I'm sure after we after we hit uh, <laughs> stop on the record, you and I'll hang out and chat for a while. But, you know, this has been a, a super fun, fun time. Um, awesome I'm, time. I'm, I'm, this has been awesome. Blessing that you... Um, that you came out today and uh, and uh, shared a little bit about your story. I'm looking forward to seeing bensoncope.com, you know, take off and and watch what you get done with that. And uh, and I'm hoping you'll have a hand in that. I'll help you out there, brother. <laughs> always, always help you out. So um, yeah, again, just everybody, um, thanks for tuning in today. This is episode 23, so um, wow, yeah, call it season two because it's 2019. Next week we'll be back with um, Logan Powell and Josh Morrow. You know, kicking it uh, back off with those two guys again. Awesome. So we're excited to, to do that next weekend. Um, check us out on, you can check uh, the podcast out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, again, I'm going to say it one more time. BensonCope.com is coming live here soon. Hey, uh, check Look me out um, on uh, BrianSuman.com as well. Connect with us, uh, follow us, and um, hope you guys get out there today, this week, create and do something you've never done before. And uh, we're out. Awesome. Thank you for the opportunity. See ya.